Hello again, everybody. This is Dan Clauser, president of the Big Vision Foundation, and welcome back to our Stepping Up to the Plate podcast series. Today, I'm joined by Philadelphia Phillies scout and good friend of mine, supporter of uh, Big Vision Foundation and Berkshire Baseball, Del Mintz. Del, thanks for joining me. My pleasure. So, uh, the month of February here, we just got started. Super Bowl just ended, and uh, Del and I decided that we were going to do a four-part series talking about what could have been. And we've, uh, we're going to showcase four different players for the next four weeks who uh, major league careers were cut short for one reason or another and uh, talk about what may have happened to their careers and where they might have ended up had, uh, had their careers not been cut short. So today we're going to be talking about James Rodney Richard, better known as J.R. JR Richard, who is a uh, pitcher for the Houston Astros in the uh, 70s and career was cut short when he uh, suffered a stroke in 1980. Um, Del, I mean, tell me a little bit about what you think J.R. Richard could have done with his career um, had he not suffered that, that stroke. Well, he was certainly on track uh, for bigger and better things. Um, he had probably enjoyed a four to five year window from 75 until 1980, where he was arguably one of the most dominant and feared pitchers in all of Major League Baseball. Uh, six foot eight or so, explosive fastball, jackhammer curve, just absolutely scary. And he was getting better at the time of his stroke. Yeah, and he, uh, like you said, I mean, his debut was actually in September of 71, mm -hmm. um, but he probably really didn't come to prominence till. I guess probably 75 or so where he really learned, like you said, the strike zone. I mean, before that, he was really just a, a hard thrower and, uh, you know, didn't have great command at that point, but really started to come, you know, come of age. I mean, when he had the stroke, his career record was 107 and 71. He had a career earned run average of 3.15 and uh, 1,493 strikeouts. And he had just come off his first all-star season in 80. Um, and uh, I mean, I remember I was, you know, I was young and I, I remember hearing the news. He was actually one of my favorite pitchers of the time because, again, he, he was just one of those guys who was completely dominant and literally feared by hitters in that, that era. I mean, who, who do you think a guy that, you know, some of the, our younger listeners could relate J.R. Richard to um, today as far as his style of pitching? Well, you can certainly throw in uh, Roger Clemens and Kurt Schilling, both big right-handed pitchers, threw basically the same sort of overhand style, had some of the same pitches, and were explosive with their fastballs, and generally carried a presence about them that made hitters want to go on the disabled list. <laughs> yeah, he was, uh, like I said, he, he was a big dude, um, and just had a, an incredibly powerful uh, fastball. Um, you know, and, and unfortunately, I think sometimes he got lost, um, you know, just in the fact that, well, I guess when he really started coming into to prominence is when the Astros started to, to rise a little bit in the, in the NL West. I mean, obviously, he had had the stroke before um, they got to the playoffs, but he was really a big reason in 80 as to, you know, that helped the Astros get to the, the National League championship series that was the year when they had lost to the Phillies mm -hmm. and the Phillies went on to to win the World Series um, and 
you know, I mean, do you think, you know, one of the reasons we want to do this, this segment, you know, obviously, again, in February is get people fired up for the baseball season and um, pitchers and catchers are reporting here shortly. Um, you know, had he stayed healthy, do you think Jared Richard is a uh, Hall of Famer? If he had another four or five years like he, he had previously enjoyed from like 76 to 1980, um, yes, absolutely. And a lot of people forget about that 1980s Astros team. Um, the Astros made a huge splash in the offseason after 1979. They signed Nolan Ryan right. to a big free agent contract. And Nolan was adjusting to the league. He was having a so-so year. It was really JR that was carrying him on their backs. And Joe Necro w was at the top of his game with his knuckleball. That pitching staff of 1980 for the Astros, they had a, a three-headed monster in the bullpen, uh, had led by Joe Sambito, a lefty. And uh, they had Joe Necro was winning 20 games a year, a couple years there. Uh, obviously, Nolan Ryan, J.R. Richard, Vern Rule was, was really good and young. Uh, Kenny Forsh was stepping into his own as well. They had a really good starting rotation. And I think the Phillies are probably blessed that they didn't have to deal with J.R. Richard in yeah, playoffs. If, if J.R. Richard's in that, in that 1980 NL Championship Series, I think very possibly we've got a different outcome Absolutely. that year. Um, I mean, obviously that was the, the first year that the Phillies uh, you know, had ever won a World Series, and they had a very you know, formidable team for sure. But – you know, in a, that was back when the NLCS was still a best of five series. Mm -hmm. So when you've got a best of five series and, you know, three guys that you're going to face are Ryan, J.R. Richard, and Phil Necro. Joe Necro. Uh, Joe Necro, yeah. sorry. Um, that's, that's a tough uh, – Would have been ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Those are tough three guys to beat. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, again, back in that time, you know, different, different era – um, two of those guys are probably going to pitch twice in a five-game series. Absolutely. Um, you know, that's not happening today anymore, um, except for on rare instances. But, you know, you're probably going to see Richard and Ryan um, – really, I guess, take your pick at that point. Mm -hmm. but, you know, which two guys you decide <laughs> are going to throw in game one and four and, and two and five, so to speak. Um, so, yeah, I think, uh, you know, as, a, uh, as Phillies fans in this local area, I think um, they should uh, – they should really understand how fortunate that was that a, a uh, difficult turn in, you know, J.R. Richards' career there really helped them lead to a World Series. So, um, and what are some of the other things you just remember about, about J.R. and his, you know, his presence on the mound? And not so much his presence. What really stuck out for me, and I was, uh, you know, 17, 18 years old at the time when J.R. had his uh, a stroke. But I remember J.R. wasn't feeling well. And this is back in the days when we had the Saturday game of the week and Monday night baseball, mm -hmm. which is really you, you only saw the Astros maybe two or three times a year until October. And so you relied on print media and Sports Illustrated. And J.R. wasn't feeling good. He, he, he felt that something wasn't right. And he was being accused of being a malingerer, lazy, the veiled racism. Um, it was it was really unappealing to me back then, and sure enough, I, th I think a lot of reporters are embarrassed by their treatment of J.R. Richard when he when they found out that he actually had a blood clot that led to a stroke that killed his career. Right, right. Yeah, and it is a shame when you have uh, the uh, the armchair quarterback, so to speak, um, in the media. And unfortunately, not a lot of that has uh, has changed today. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I remember vividly, um, you know, when I heard the, uh, 
you know, the news that he'd had a stroke. Because, um, again, he was just one of those guys that, you know, that growing up, you, you know, he just made an impact on you, you know, because of how dominant he was. Um, you know, so it really is a shame. Because I, I agree with you. I think he definitely would have been a, you know, a Hall of Famer because he was really, really just coming into the, the prime of his career at that point. Um, you know, like you said, between 76 and, and 79 is really when he, you know, really started to dominate the, the league. So um, what, else, uh, what else can we tell our folks who may not know a whole lot about JR? Well, he had a rough go um, after his career ended. He tried to come back the following year, but his depth perception was shot yep. and his reaction speed wasn't there. So, so it was really unhealthy for him to be on the mound. He wouldn't have been able to defend himself. Um, but I'm, 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 I think I'm happy to report that he is currently working for the Astros in their community development uh, program, and uh, he's an ordained minister. So he gets out there and does a lot of speaking engagements, and I'm, I'm glad he's still with us. Yeah, he was actually uh, he was actually homeless for a little stint. Yeah, in the uh, the mid '90s. So, you know, again, it's it's one of those things where, you know, you, you see a guy and they get a tough break like that, and you know, just kind of, you know, snowballs. Uh, he went through a couple divorces, um, but like you said, I, I think it's uh, it's pretty cool that he's, you know, been able to come back and and rebound from that, and you know, is a minister now and is working for the Astros. So. So pretty cool. Shows you the uh, the resilience that uh, that people can have as well. So, uh, all right. So uh, we're just about out of time here to talk about Jr. Just want to give our our listeners a little bit of a preview of some of the other guys we're going to talk about next week. We're going to talk about Michael Jordan, who uh, you know obviously is remembered more for his basketball presence and his baseball, and I think a lot of times gets a little bit of a uh, um, not a real fair discussion when people who are uneducated talk about his baseball career. Um, and then uh, we'll be talking about Bo Jackson in our third week here. And we will uh, finish up with a little bit more of a modern day player when we talk about Jose Fernandez, who uh, just tragically lost his life uh, pitcher with the, the uh, Miami Marlins just this past fall. So um, folks, be sure to tune in. The, uh, the next couple weeks. It's going to be a fun series for Del and I to talk about these guys, and we're sure we'll, uh, we'll spur some conversation about, uh, about people. And obviously, these are just four guys that we decided we wanted to focus on, but there's you know, hundreds of other players out there who you could probably fall into that category where a, a freak injury or something like that ended their career. So hopefully this, this, uh, this helps everybody get through February and start thinking of some warm weather and getting ready for the baseball season and spring training to start and in early March. So Dell, as always, I appreciate you, uh, you coming in and sharing your knowledge. And, uh, I think the people have some fun listening to our, uh, our, our next three topics as well. So thanks again for joining me. My pleasure. Folks always be sure to check us out at bigvisionfoundation.org. <laughs>